to another great one-on-one interview about how people are managing their condition effectively with lymphopress. I met a new friend at the FDRS conference in April, and her name is Unstoppable Molly. Unstoppable Molly, how are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much. I loved meeting you. And then to find out that you are a lymphopress user, how did that journey begin? Oh, I started seeing Dr. McCutchinson, Lindy, as she likes to be called, but I still can't get over trying to call her Lindy because I have so much respect for her knowledge and experience. Um, she diagnosed me and um, was able to you know, help me with my conservative treatments to start off um, and had those documented. And she told me about the lymphopress as an option. Uh, so I read about it and then I went online and I learned about it um, and was excited to to see if I could actually get one. And so she helped me with the paperwork and everything um, and uh, was able to get it approved through my insurance. Um, I only paid actually a very small amount um, because I'm really privileged and lucky to have the insurance that I have. Um, and I, I definitely think um, the representatives from Lymphopress, from what I understand, if you have trouble getting it approved, that you can talk with them as well and they can help you. Um, but, uh, I started using it, I guess it's been a year and a half now, um, and I I don't like to go without it at all. <laughs> it really makes a difference. Well, tell me how it makes a difference, and then I want to go into your backstory of how you got to the point of getting a diagnosis, but mm-hmm. you got your lymphopress, you had learned about it online, mm-hmm. you started using it. Was it easy? Yes, it was super easy. Um, so what you know first i got this giant box in the mail um because i'd seen the pictures of it you know i'd seen a couple of videos but i didn't quite know what it was going to be like but i got this giant box in the mail and um the instructions were to wait until i had somebody come to show me how to use it um which was a huge relief because um when uh the representative came by and we opened up the box it was like so many you know it seemed overwhelming to me right but the thing is is that having somebody just show it to me i i i was able to see how simple it actually is you know but i was glad that i had somebody there with me um but basically um what i like about it is i think of it as almost like a sleeping bag um minor pants but i unzip it at the top and at the sides and i just sit down and i slide my legs in and i shimmy my way down i have the lympho pants since they go all the way up to my chest um and the representative helped helped me choose um you know which uh you know they had a prescription based on like what the compression should be but he's like let me you know we can start light and just see how it feels and things like that so that was really helpful too um and walked through all of the different functions um there's ways of turning on and off different channels um so like for me, I'm four foot 11, so my legs are really short and they don't go the full length of the, the pants. So what we did is we actually turned off uh, the bottom few chambers because my feet don't hit there anyway. Um, and um, it really helps because basically the compression starts just at my ankles and it goes up. Um, so yeah, I felt really supported in that. Um, and there was one time where I accidentally I don't know if I'd done it with traveling or what exactly had happened, but somehow um, I disconnected one of the hoses, like the thing broke off. Um, And I was so upset 
And I was like, because I was like, I don't know what to do. I can't imagine. But I called and um, got through like right away. Um, it was very easy and explained what happened. And they said, okay, well, here's the instructions for sending it in. So I did actually have to send it in. Um, I sent it in and they repaired it and sent it back to me. There wasn't any charge and I didn't have to pay for shipping or anything like that. Um, but I didn't have it for four days. And I think that at that point, and I've been using it every day, um, sometimes twice a day for an hour each time. And I felt like it was working, but you know, you kind of just kind of get used to your new normal. Um, but in that time when I had four days that I went without it, um, and I should say that the rep was apologizing to me that it was a, it was a Labor Day weekend. So it was gonna be like a longer weekend that I would go without it. Um, and they apologized to me and I was like, I was just really surprised because I was thinking it might take like two or three weeks to get it repaired and everything. Um, but I got it back in four days. Um, but during those four days without it, um, my legs felt really, really heavy, really swollen. I had trouble pulling up my compression over my legs. Um, I was still trying like, you know, I did my vibration plate every day. I did my recumbent bike. Um, I would do legs on the wall where you put your legs up on the wall to kind of help try to get some of that fluid out, but I was still having a lot. Um, and then obviously like the stuff that we all do with like the manual um, lymphatic drainage and stuff. And it just wasn't, it felt like it just wasn't touching it. Um, so then I got my pump um, back and what I decided to do is measure my legs before I used it um, for that first time when I got it back. And um, I, I measured them in um, each leg in three different places. So I did like the top of my thigh, um, just over my knee, and then my calf. And um, in both legs together total, um, I what I did is I so I measured measured before and then I measured after. So when I measured them again after, I had lost a total of four like and a half inches total from both legs, um, and like. You know, I felt like, I mean, I was joking with my spouse, with my husband, because I was like, you know, I actually marked on my leg where we did the measurement and everything, because I wanted to make sure that I was actually accurate and everything, because you know how sometimes you can do it slightly different. And, and it was as accurate as I could get it, um, but it just showed me how much it really did get out, um, you know, and then it was like running to the bathroom, peeing a million times, you know, and all that stuff, you know. Um, That's but it a sign it. that it's working. I know. Exactly. That's exactly. Awesome. Exactly. I still appreciate your story. First of all, you touched on the fact that you don't just get a box and are meant to deal with it. Yeah. We offer support to show you, we'll even walk you through your first treatment. Absolutely. I love you mentioned that you traveled with it. You even brought it to FDRS, which is super cool. And on the rare occasion when something happens, there is support there to help make sure you are getting your therapy you need back at your home as soon as possible. So those were three really high points and we're so glad you mentioned them. Tell me this though, sometimes the women I speak with have quite a journey before they even get to a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Can you relate to that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, so it's, I think it's complicated for everybody. Um, but you know, when I, I was always just a mean pole um, until I hit puberty, like so many, you know, um, with lipedema. And what happened was, was like pretty much overnight, all of a sudden, sudden I had, you know, 
the what we call thunder thighs or like you know chunky thighs or whatever and it was you know it's just definitely like heavier in my legs my legs always just look different and it was really just from the knee to the hip um you know there's a lot of um, women and people who have it in their lower legs but i really just had it from my knee up um and i was a um you know like so many people's stories right i was incredibly active um i uh, also have PCOS. So like I had, you know, weight was easy for me to put on for that reason too. Um, and so I used to exercise um, just almost compulsively. Um, and I ate very little for years and years and years. And I always compared my legs to other legs and was like, just confused. <laughs> um, you know, my legs were always strong, like really, really strong. Um, and when I did like um, I did weight training type classes in college and like things like that. They were always amazed by how much I could do on the like leg press. Like it's ridiculous. It's, you know, several times my weight, even without like working up to that, you know. Um, and anyway, so I was always a runner. I did a lot of dance. I did all of these different things. Um, and um, at some point I was diagnosed with PCOS and I was like, well, that must be why my legs are bigger and that must be why I can't lose weight. Um, so, you know, dealt with PCOS for a really long time. Um, I had a lot of other random things that I've just learned in the past month or two are actually related in some ways, or like they're frequently co-occurring things to lipedema. Um, and I feel like if I try to go down that road, it'll be a whole, <laughs> we'll be on the phone for a really long time. Um, but the, um, the really, the bottom line line was for me is that I, um, I, I found this doctor in 2014, Dr. Eric Westman, who um, teaches using a um, ketogenic diet that, you know, is based on research and his research, clinical research. And um, with his help, I was able to reverse all of my symptoms of PCOS. Um, and I was able to lose weight for the first time in forever and, you know, all of these amazing things. Um, but my legs never got smaller. Um, I had a certain point and I just could not lose any more weight. Um, the weight I couldn't lose was um, definitely my my leg, my legs, upper legs, my thighs, my butt um, and my chest. Um, and, you know, he was kind of baffled. Like I, you know, a lot of times women will lose weight first in their chest. You know, um, what happened for me is that my um, band size went down you know, several sizes, my cup size was bigger because there was a bigger difference. Um, and so then that became really tricky to try to find bras or like things like that. Um, but it's the difference between your waist and your chest. And if you're not losing any weight in your chest, your cup, then that's, you know, that's why. Um, but anyway, I was frustrated, but I also was like feeling better for the first time in a long time. Um, so I had some hormone therapy about, um, let me think. It was just before the pandemic. <laughs> so it was like about two and a half years ago. Um, I had hormone therapy and it included um, progesterone, progesterone and estrogen. And almost immediately, I started to have leg pain. Um, and my legs started to swell up really bad, um, really badly. And I started to have these weird symptoms where it felt like a whooshing of fluid um you know that just didn't feel right um and i was having leg cramps 
Um, and I had never had pain in my legs before. I mean, they always felt big and kind of heavy, um, but I never had that happen before. Um, and what was starting to happen too is just that the legs felt so heavy, like just so, so heavy. Like I was just trying to move around a cement, cement blocks basically. Um, and my energy was much lower. Um, and then I gotta, I just want to say that, you know, here you are a person that's doing everything to try mm -hmm. and improve how you're feeling mm -hmm. and the diet, the ketogenic diet for you helped a lot, but then here you are taking hormone therapy again, because you want to improve how you feel mm -hmm. and you only get worse. Yeah. I feel for you because that had to be such an emotional blow as well. It was, it was very emotional. Um, I, I think I was just kind of in shock, but I always joke. And I used to joke that it was like this for me, but now I know it's like this for an entire community of other people, which is what is one of the wonderful things about, you know, social media and the Lipity community is that you learn that you're not alone. And one thing I learned that I'm not alone in is that I always used to say I was the wrong kind of one percenter, you know, like there's the one percenters who get to like, you know, fly to the moon with their extra change. And then there's the one percenters who like, um, would probably throw off any clinical trial. <laughs> um, we'll have like all of these random symptoms and um, issues that people don't even know are, you know, related. Um, you know, so I have, um, I have interstitial cystitis, which I guess is commonly something that happens with lipedema. Um, I have a subclinical form of POTS, um, which is uh, basically I don't meet the criteria, but close and that's been going on for 20 years and I I was told and I was thought it was anxiety um and it never made sense to me that I felt anxiety when I go on walks but that's when I have these dizzy spells um and so for 20 years I thought you know I need to meditate more um take you know different you know, anxiety medicines and all these things um and found out through the lipedema community just recently that POTS is a very frequently co-occurring and subclinical POTS can feel like that, where you go for a walk for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you start to um, feel like you're going to pass out. Um, so, uh, but did you stop the hormone therapy? Oh, I did. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. got to get back to that part. <laughs> no, no, I'm just intrigued because, you know, I have yeah. interviewed many women yeah. and we often see the hormonal juncture where yes. lipedema presents. And you said really at puberty at first, but yeah. then introducing the hormone therapy yeah. is exacerbated. Yeah. It was there almost in a way, I hate to say it this way. I don't want to be trite as a blessing because it might've led to your diagnosis. Yeah. Otherwise I don't know that I would have progressed until menopause. Um, so really what the hormone therapy was for fertility treatment um, and it did not work out. Um, but what ended up happening is, is that I was in so much pain um, that I, I was like, okay, I'm not going to continue with this. This is doing something to my body that is not okay. Um, and it's not helping. So, um, I, I stopped the hormone therapy. Um, the pandemic happened. Everything started to shut down. I got a new job and within the first week of my new job, I was having this really severe leg cramping, um, and specifically in one spot. And, I um, called, you know, my my doctor who had prescribed the medicine to say, you know, what, you know, is this, you know, is this something I should check out? 
And they said, well, you know, with the amount of hormones that you were on, it puts you at really high risk for blood clots. So you do want to go in and get an ultrasound on your leg. And so I um, went ahead and tried to get in everywhere. But, you know, and I live in, in North Carolina where I'm surrounded by some of the best health centers in the world. But nobody was taking patients like nobody was, you know, especially vascular type things because of COVID. Um, everything was closed and I got to being told to go to the ER, um, but I didn't want to go to the ER since it was like, you know, uh, everybody, everything you were hearing on the news and everything. So um, I kept on calling around and then I remembered that there was this place called Carolina Vein Center and it's right around the corner from my house and I drive by it all the time. And um, I was like, okay, well, they said that it's, you know, something in your veins. I'm like, let me try to call them. And I honestly always thought vein issues were cosmetic and that it was, you know, something that, you know, kind of gets pushed on women as like, you know, ooh, your veins are showing or something like that as you get older. Um, and it just didn't seem to be something important to me. So I didn't really think about it. But anyway, so I called them and they weren't open, but I left a message and I got a call back within like 30 minutes. And um, they said, you know, we are closed for COVID, but we consider um, this to be an emergency. Uh, we do emergency ultrasounds and we open just for that. And so I'm so sorry because it's gonna take us about an hour or two, or two to get all the staff here and to get it set up for you to come. Um, but if that's okay, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yes, please. I mean, oh, <laughs> if I had gone to the wow. ER, it would have been seven or eight hours and exposed to COVID. And I mean, such a nightmare. So it was really just a, a blessing. And um, I got to say that Dr. Lindy McCutcheonson is in the forefront of lipedema, diagnosis, treatment, patient care. And we are so honored to work with her. She is an amazing human being. And I'm so glad you mentioned her by name here because that's the kind of, see, it's about heart too. She's brilliant, yes. but she has a heart for yes. her patients. Yes. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal because I mean, I was nervous for so many reasons um, and for her to squeeze me in that quickly and they just did it really quick. I mean, it was amazing um, how quick the ultrasound was. And, you know, she came in and she said, you know, hi, I'm Lindy. And I was, I was thinking, and she's like, well, I'm Dr. I'm Dr. Lindy McCutcheonson or what, you know, <laughs> and she's like, but everybody calls me Lindy. I mean, I can call you, can I call you by your first name? And, you know, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, this is so refreshing, <laughs> um, you know, but that's how she is. And she sat down, like she didn't come in and like stand up and talk at me with her clipboard. Like she came and sat by me and talked to me and it just makes such a huge difference. Um, and I really feel like I, I lucked out in a million different ways. I feel like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that rare or lucky to have a story like that. Um, what I would love to see is really compassionate providers learning from, you know, Dr. Lindy and being like, you know what, like, this is, this is important and this matters um, because I can tell you, um, I, I mean, I've referred so many people to her that they've, they've probably gotten overloaded multiple times, but um, people travel from all over, you know, the East Coast, especially like the Mid-Atlantic area to get to her because that's how few people diagnose and treat, but also her compassion. Um, she's always been 
so compassionate and she jokes because she's like you know i'm really tiny like i'm thin and so i i know that coming from me it might seem you know um trite or something like that but you know you know like this you are doing a great job like you look wonderful like she's very affirming and validating um and not at all um judging of my body in any way um which i think with women with lipedema is i mean just so important and lymphedema as well obviously absolutely so you received your diagnosis then yeah so well actually she said to come back and would do that separate because i think um, she wanted to do like a full thing and they had just opened for the emergency. So I did come back to officially get it. But that that appointment, she said, have you ever heard of lipedema? And I was like, no. Um, you know, and I have to tell you, like initially when I saw the brochure and keep in mind, like I was still feeling like all of this stuff was still cosmetic in a way. Because um, she what she talked to me as that I had like basically it's like my veins were overloaded and collapsing and um i needed to have vein procedures done and the my thinking is is that the hormones really fast forward and progressed what was already kind of happening like underlying because we know that um with lipedema your body's trying to get out this fluid and it can't and it's just kind of overtaxed um but i also think that the hormones somehow play a part in this and what i used to think was cosmetic or you know, I remember hearing one of my aunts say, well, you know, I, um, I, I have vein issues, but it's because I'm a nurse. So I'm on my feet all day. And then she's like, you know, and your aunt, your aunt, and she has, you know, vein issues because she's on her feet all day because she's a teacher. And then so-and-so has vein issues because they're a secretary. So they're sitting all day. Right. And you're like, okay, these are like the three professions that women had for many years. Like, what if it's that um, it's not about whether you're standing too much or sitting too much, but instead it's about the way that it's the hormonal impact on your your veins and your fluid. And I don't know. I don't know how it all works. Somebody else can study it. But I think that it's more about that and it's less about cosmetic because it's pain. It's 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 very painful. We whenever we talk about the lymph press, we don't talk about reduction. We talk about increased mobility, reduced pain, and that word pain, people sometimes think of as this sharp kind of feeling, yeah. but oftentimes it's just that heavy ache yes. that exists. Yeah. So if you, anybody watching, if you're hearing yourself in Molly's story and you're discovering that you might have lipedema, you can find somebody to diagnose you and, and get started on a protocol. So is that what happened? You got started on yep. a protocol? And yep, what was exactly. your protocol? Um, so they did the, the vein procedures um, over time. Um, and um, she started having me wear compression that day. She said, you need compression right now. She gave me a pair of um, leggings to start with. Um, and um, and then told me, gave me, you know, a ton of different resources to check out. Um, in my lipedema appointment with her, she went over, I mean, so much information. It was, it was, um, it was amazing, and it was also just a lot of information all at the same time. You know? On the one hand, you might have felt overwhelmed by all these different things that you could do, while also being kind of excited that, wait, there are things I can do. Yes, yes, and I think that. Um, 
it was it was really helpful to have both. Like I think if I had only heard the um, this is progressive, you, you know, you may lose mobility, like all of those things. Like I think that it would have been incredibly overwhelming and um, depressing. Um, but instead, it was um, really helpful to first of all feel validated to see the pictures in the brochure, um, you know, where it was like, oh, that's that's what my legs look like. Like, this is not just that I have bigger legs and this is not because of PCOS and this is, you know, like, and knowing that everything that I did where I was so obsessive was, you know, was not going to work. It wasn't on me. It wasn't something that I had control over. Um, which I think a lot of times people don't realize how powerful that is um, and how much pressure we put on ourselves um, when there are things that are well outside our control. Um, I mean, Dr. Westman, the first time I saw him, the first thing, and this was before I was diagnosed with lipedema, but the first thing he told me was that it's not your fault. And I just sobbed um, because I'd never heard that. I've been, you know, body shamed by so many doctors um i had so many bad experiences um and he you know at the, at the time he said well you know you have pcos you're insulin resistant um and you know i was raised vegetarian i was eating a very strict vegetarian diet but i was also eating very little um but i wasn't eating the right things for pcos you know um i was eating a lot of sugar um not like actual sugar but like pretzels and fruits and you know all of these things that i thought were so healthy and um were not helpful um, and I will interject that every body is different. Oh yeah. Sorry. Different bodies. No, no, no. This is my job to do that. <laughs> Everybody's different. Yeah. You may try some of the things that Molly has tried and it may not work for you, but there are other things to try. Of course, we always recommend trying the lymphopress <laughs> because honestly, I have not met one woman with lipedema that it hasn't helped. Yeah. But yeah. anyhow, back to your regularly scheduled story. Go yeah. for it, Molly. Yeah, well, and what I was going to say, too, is that I, even with my very strict diet, I progressed rapidly, um, you know, which is what I know, I know now, right? Um, my diet didn't change, but my body absolutely did. Um, and it was, it was just my body not being able to handle the hormone therapy, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, hearing that it's not your fault, I think, is such a powerful thing. Um, and I, it's almost always something that I want to share anytime I talk to another patient, um, even other women in general, but especially lipedema patients, because I feel like so often that message is not what we get. Um, so you know, I think um, I think it was powerful to know that I wasn't alone and to have all the resources, and then. I'm very proactive, which I think a lot of us are um, in the community. And, you know, I immediately um, started looking up, you know, learning about the vibration plates that were available and um, different kinds of compression and, you know, all of these things. Um, and again, like once I got the lymphopress, I mean, it took about, I would say it took like maybe two two months because I'd already started the compression, but you know, which point um, Dr. Lindy was able to say like, you know, she's been doing conservative therapy for three months. Cause that's sure. what And that is an important component, making mm -hmm. sure you're doing your exercise elevation yeah. 
compression. Yep. And then the insurances can see that despite those conservative measures, mm-hmm. exactly not getting yeah. improvement. Exactly. And even with the like vein treatments that I had done and things like that, it was like I was still, you know, what, what Dr. Lindy said is that with, you know, somebody who doesn't have lipedema, if you do the vein um, surgeries, you can have like really amazing results where you just don't feel any pain um, or discomfort after that. Um, but when you have lipedema, she said, she said that, you know, it's, you know, it's not like she can put an absolute number on it. Um, but the way that she, she hears some patients, what they give her feedback on is that it improves at about maybe 20 to 30%. And that's about what I felt almost, you know, that's like almost exactly what I felt is about like 20, 25% improvement. Um, it was worth it. Um, but then once I got the pump, then that brought it up. Um, and so as long as I, I use the pump in the morning, um, I can, first of all, get my compression on, (laughs) but then second of all, I can, you know, do things and walk around. Um, and I feel, I feel pretty good. Um, I start to feel it after I've been sitting for a long time. Um, and so, you know, midday, um, I would do vibration plate and ride my recumbent bike to kind of help preserve it like you know be like you know like we're, we're gonna keep it here um yeah. it's called it's, maintenance yeah. managing <laughs> yeah. you know and and just like a garden you can't it's beautiful right but you gotta take out the weeds and you have to water it and fertilize it and it's taking care of your body yeah doing what it needs to stay mm-hmm. on top of this so that lipedema doesn't control you you control it Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think that, um, you know, when I, when I use it, if I have something that I know I'm going to be standing for a long time or sitting for a long time, I'll use it twice in a day. So I'll use it in the evening too. And it's, I mean, it's so amazing how much of a difference it makes. Um, cause you know, and I guess it's hard to tell if you've never felt it, but, um, that feeling of heaviness and aching, um, it also kind of just feels stuck. Um, and just like your, your legs just don't want to move. Um, and it's just, it's really hard to describe it if you haven't felt it, but what happens is, is that it, it feels almost like it just kind of loosens up that solid block. Um, and then you're able to move your legs better and walk around easier and, you know, all of those things, um, it makes a really huge difference which makes us so happy because we genuinely are rooting for you and we love that's why when i met you and we talked i'm like we've got to do an interview with you so you can follow molly gallagher at unstoppable molly on instagram and when i look at your description here you use a hashtag phlebolympholipedema do you also have lymphedema yeah so i do have lymphedema um and um you know, basically, I guess that some of that is why the swelling was so drastic when I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, when I didn't have the pump for those four days, um, and then I used it again, there was such a drastic difference that I guess that's, that's more common with what they think of as lymphedema. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the flibo part, I guess, is the part of the veins being insufficient and having those mm-hmm. kinds of issues, right? 
So it's like those three terms together. Um, I can't say them together out loud easily. <laughs> Neither can I, believe me, I, yeah. I almost choked on it, but yeah, I get It's you. really tricky, it's really tricky. <laughs> but I think that there's probably more of us that actually do have all three of those things. Um, and at the FDRS conference, you know, Dr. Chen, um, he was talking about how um, lipedema and lymphedema are more overlapping than people realize. Um, and I think the research is just not yet done, um, but it makes sense why why it helps so much. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when did you embrace the moniker Unstoppable Molly? <laughs> Um, I think of unsinkable Molly Brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're <laughs> unstoppable Molly Gallagher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, I love unsinkable Molly Brown from, you know, um, that whole story is just so amazing from the Titanic. Um, for me, unstoppable, I think it's that, um, that idea that people report that as that it is progressive and there's no stopping it, right? And to me, I'm, I'm saying there's no stopping me. So I'm going to keep on pushing and I'm gonna keep on um, finding ways to make myself feel better. Um, and I'm gonna take an active role in my care and um, I'm going to help other people do the same thing. So, you know, and and I think that I'm a very, I'm a very private person and I never thought I would do the, you know, Instagram thing and, you know, create this profile and, you know, just even going to the FDRS conference was stepping outside of my comfort zone in a lot of ways, but I have talked to so many other patients who are feeling like they've experienced lipedema stopping them from doing things they love. And my whole goal in sharing is to let people know that they are not alone and let's find different ways that we can push past this so that we can all be like unstoppable and that this, you know, this disorder or disease, whatever it is, <laughs> that it just doesn't get in the way of us living our lives. So I normally end every interview with if you could encourage someone watching out there, but you just did. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't think I could say it any better, but is there anything left unsaid in this interview? Because I've, mm -hmm. I think it's, first of all, such a joy and a privilege to connect with you, oh, to get you. to know you personally. Hey, have you, you've been to the roundtables? I have. Yeah, I go. Yeah, I go. I'm usually lurking. Like I said, I've never, this is me just starting to realize how important it is to share your story. Like, I think before I thought, um, I don't know, like, I just, I never thought about it really. Um, but then just really seeing how much of an impact it can make. Um, I was like, you know, I need to talk about it. And, you know, even if, you know, one person sees a post and says, you know, Hey, um, my legs, you know, I, I always felt like my legs were a little bit different than everybody else's or my legs hurt or even if they don't even have lipedema and they're just saying, um, you know, my legs are aching. I don't know if I should go to a vein doctor or a vascular doctor because that's cosmetic, <laughs> you know, just, just helping people to realize that it's not cosmetic. Um, this is a real thing. Um, it's not your fault and you're not alone. Unstoppable Molly. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it.
We appreciate you. And we also want to encourage anyone out there, if you've been touched by Molly's story, follow her on Instagram at Unstoppable Molly. And if you want to know more about what LymphoPress can do for you, reach out to us, marketing at lymphopress.com. It's been a pleasure, Molly, and I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you. It was so I'm going to keep following you because you're awesome. You're unstoppable. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to this edition of our Lipedema one-on-one interview series. You can watch the video on TLC, the Lipedema channel on YouTube or on Instagram, IGTV at lympha underscore press. For information on the most advanced pneumatic compression therapy in the world, visit lymphapress.com.